care another episode of advice given to you by me joel kim booster and also me by you by you mitra johari <laughs> <laughs> how's it going joel or do we want to say oh, what the podcast good. is you know, it's an advice podcast you, you call in we give you advice we do our best it's not good enough the end that's the that's the premise of the podcast that's the so. premise of the podcast we don't have a lot of time it's weird we're, we're recording on a sunday we're off Okay, oh, this is not normal so for us. Off. We had a huge meltdown before. We had a really big fight. It's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> so if you sense some tension, that's why. Um, I'm not wearing a shirt. Joel's not wearing a shirt. I'm in New York City. It's all, I'm, everything is fucked up right now. Everything's fucked up right now. I'm back in Los Angeles again. <laughs> I hate it. Everyone I, I love is on the West Coast. I was in the Midwest though, so... You know, <laughs> step up. Step up. Uh, how's it going, Joel? Other than being sweaty, sweaty. Um, everything is going well. I am finally starting to come out the other side of the gay cold, which of course turned into a gay sinus infection no. because of my gay devi- deviated septum. Um, <laughs> gayviated septum, of course. Deviated, deviated septum. Gayviated septum. Gayviated septum. Um. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm feeling good. I'm. This is my last day. I've lived in a hotel for the last two weeks, and oh. at first it was fun. Eloise vibes, mm-hmm. as we, you know, a, a, a big fixture on this podcast, Eloise. Um, <laughs> and um, but I am so over it. I need to like I'm moving into an apartment tomorrow, and I'm so fucking excited because I I cannot be in this hotel any longer. It is. Yeah, it seems like it's going to be rocking, and then it's the most it, it the. There's like a sort of seamless transition from being like the most fun you've ever had to like the most like psychotically lonely feeling that the world yeah. has ever known. <laughs> yeah. And it's I've destroyed two comforters in this hotel. They they want me gone. So much How? buffalo sauce, so much marinara, so much soy sauce, literally just sp- like just drenched drenched these comforters. Because <laughs> the bed is my desk, it's my my kitchen table. Of course. It's my bed. It's where I have sex. Right. It's everything to me. And buffalo sauce is a huge fixture in your sex life, as, yeah. as the listeners know. <laughs> there was, there was a period of time where I kept getting buffalo sauce in my eye, and I don't really eat, even eat wings that much, but I had like tw- like two times in a month. For one time, I was in a, one time I was in a restaurant, so it was fine. Like I could flush my eye out. But the other time I was like on the highway with wit, and I was eating <laughs> <laughs> I was eating wings in the passenger seat and I got buffalo sauce in my eye, but there was nowhere to pull over. And all we had in the car was Sprite. <laughs> Isn't that horrible? Isn't that a that disgusting sounds, story? <laughs> that is awful. One time I was at a Buffalo Wild Wings and our it, everything was going swimmingly. And then our waitress disappeared for truly, it felt like 15 to 20 minutes. And we were like, where is she? Um, and then another waitress came back and she was like, hey guys, um, Cheryl had to go home because she got some habanero sauce in her eye and <laughs> and it's really bad. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. I should I should talk to her. <laughs> yeah, you should talk to Cheryl. That was it was a really really bad burn. I had contacts in too. It was it was not good. Um cherished memories with my love Whitmer Thomas. <laughs> and that's why one of your eyes is permanently dilated now forever. <laughs> I started getting ocular migraines this year, and that has been very scary. Have you ever Oof. had one of those? No. Yeah, I, I I was on a hike, and then my my vision like it sort of started looking like it was like strobe lights in one of my oh, eyes. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, but it was the same eye that I um, when I was playing soccer a long time ago. I shot on goal and it bounced back and it hit me in in my own eye and I was <laughs> blind in that eye for two weeks. <laughs> oh my god. So we were talking about like me having bad luck before the podcast, but <laughs> it's really sort of set the tone. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. Um yeah. 
Um, what else is going on? Um, how's New York? New York is good. <laughs> New York is the greatest city in the world. It is like, um, it's weird. I feel like very activated in a way that I have, I haven't felt activated in a long time. Like I'm writing a lot more jokes and like having a lot of fun. It is, it's been sort of dampened by the gay sinus infection for the last couple of weeks, but it is good. It is hard because a lot of my like friends are still on the West Coast. And so I'm trying to live on West Coast time so I can FaceTime them. So there's a lot of like staying up until 3 a.m. to FaceTime and then um, waking up at 8 still. Yeah. And so, you know, when they say it's the city that never sleeps, it's actually, they, they got that from this experience because they, people are constantly you. FaceTiming <laughs> people on the West Coast. And that's why it's the city that never sleeps. That's true. Because yeah. they're FaceTiming people on the West Coast. Um <laughs> So, uh, that's actually where that comes from. Um, but I'm having a lot, I'm having a lot of fun going back to Fire Island, um, this weekend. And I, I can't wait to be sick for 90% of the time I'm in New York. That's going to be really fun. Um, <laughs> well, you, are you, fr- are you over the gay sinus infection? I'm on, I'm, I'm just about to be over it. I will be, ju- I will be like, I will, I think literally the day I leave for Fire Island, I think I will be finally ready uh, I will finally be done with it, and, and then I will be my nostril, my my sinuses will be ready to accept all the trauma that I will put them through for that weekend. Um, we celebrate them. Yeah, they are troopers. Um, how are you, Mitra? How the hell are you? I'm good. Um, I went to Ohio for the week, which was so nice. Um, hung out with my family, saw a bunch of friends. My friend Caleb listens to the pod. I saw him. Um, and I caught up with um, my English teacher from high school. Oh, my God. Now of course you friend. did. <laughs> um, and just like hung out outside with my family a ton. And that was so nice. Um, it was so overwhelming to come back to L.A., which I've talked about, just like seeing everybody sort of all at once and trying to catch up on like the last year and see, you know, just all that stuff. <clears throat> Um, so it was kind of nice to like do that for a couple of weeks, get so run down and overwhelmed and then leave <laughs> again, uh, just like lay around with my family and watch like the trial of the Chicago seven, <laughs> 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 which by the way was so horny. <laughs> it turns out like Sasha Baron Cohen is like a good performer. Like, did you know this? I yeah. Know first no. part- I- I'm just kidding. I, I, it's like the most obvious thing in the world. But, I, <laughs> but imagine being like, I actually think Sasha Baron Cohen's like a really good performer. <laughs> <laughs> but it was awesome. And uh, yeah, um, there's this quote from I was reading the Wikipedia of the article doing amaz- amazing research after or, or, the Wikipedia about the actual trial. And there was this quote that I saved to my computer because I thought it was so uh, that they didn't include in the movie. And I just want to read it because um, it's like they're addressing like the evil judge who is being evil. And it, the one of the people in the, of, of the Chicago 7 in real life said, you represent all that is old, ugly, bigoted and repressive in this country. And I, I can tell you that the spirit of this defense table will devour your sickness in the next generation. I and the love phrase, that. The phrase off, devour queen. your sickness has just like stayed with me for the past like five days. I just keep thinking of the concept of like, we will devour you. Like imagine somebody looking you in the eye and saying that. <laughs> I, kind of, I actually think you should say that to me the next time I'm being toxic on the pod. <laughs> the next generation of this podcast will devour your sickness. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that is uh, that's you know that's the trial of that's like the, the direct predecessor of must get rid of toxic in community. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It really, really is. It walks um, so toxic in community. Give around. Um, wait, I have to tell you, I, I was hanging out with my friend uh, yesterday who just started listening to the podcast, and he was talking to me, and he was asking me questions about you, and he was like, "Yeah," he was like, um, "You know, Mitra gives really good advice." Like really legitimately good advice. And I was like, yeah, I know. And then we were like, there was like, we were walking in silence down the street and I was sort of like, and, and, uh, nothing, got nothing, got nothing. Well, someone has to be earnest and someone has to be funny. (laughs) So we each have our roles, Yeah, you know, I, I, I do think that, um, 
I do think that I'm more equipped to be earnest, though. Yeah. And you're walking in silence. Be... We're walking in silence. We're walking in silence. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, the tables really have turned in the past few episodes. You've been, yeah. you've been, you've been Mister Big Heart, and I've been Miss Eat Shit. <laughs> you're paying for dinner. <laughs> paying for dinner. <laughs> So dumb. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, we should get on to the cup dates today. We've got a okay. couple couple of good ones. First one is a phone call. This one is for, um, what, what did we call her? Oh, God. Um, wasn't it like Farmers Honly or something? I can't Honly, remember. Farmers Honly. Is yeah. that right? It was, it was something yeah. like, if it wasn't that, it was, you know, something... Something equally horrible. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was the woman who owns a farm who was looking for a partner, and she was mostly looking for an employee as well. Um, so let's play. <laughs> let's play this update. Hi, hi. Um, I am calling about the farmer, the dairy farmer that's looking for a partner. I have worked in agriculture for a long time, for like twelve years. I'm not a farmer per se, but. Um, I've had a very similar problem, and I really, you know, I really like you guys, but you are really wrong. If people work in agriculture, they're a farmer, they really can't just marry anybody, because especially a dairy farmer, just the lifestyle is going to be totally different, and the average, you know, progressive person from major city is not going to be comfortable living in the country being married to a dairy farmer, but you don't necessarily need to marry a mechanic. My first husband was a mechanic. That didn't work out very well. Um, my recommendation, also, farmers only sucks. It doesn't work. There's nothing good on there. Just a bunch of creepos. So here's my suggestion. Go to a conference. Uh, go to farming uh, events, uh, meetings. Join farming committees. Uh, get to know your local agricultural sales reps. Um, my current somebody is somebody that was introduced to me by my sales rep. So once you get more ingrained in the agricultural community and not just like, you know, the people you went to high school with, then you'll meet more people. Also, farmers and people involved in agriculture tend to get married, like you say, in their 20s. So you got to look a little bit above you for the people that are divorced. So... Look for those divorcees, you know, join your uh, cattlemen's association or whatever, dairymen's association, and good luck. So we missed the mark on every level with our answer. (laughs) You know what? Yes, but I I still refuse to accept that we're fully wrong because here's the thing. (laughs) do, Do men also marry people that can run the farm too? Like, is that an expectation that men have? Like it male kind of dairy farmers. Like from what this person is saying, like it should be sort of like a like a shared understanding of how to run the farm. It sounds like that, or at least like there will be men seeking this as well. I don't I don't know if it's like across the board. I mean, it, I think it's like my own like projection or stereotype that it feels like a gendered community to me. But I feel like in yeah. reality, people are probably like people are probably looking for whoever their partner is to also have an understanding of the farm. It sounds like from this person. I just know my grandpa was, my grandpa was a dairy farmer and like my grandma didn't know shit about running that farm. But I feel like she probably like understood or at least like maybe knew what she was getting into. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. What do you, I, I, mean, we, I don't know. We basically were pitching the premise of a rom-com of like, right. Bringing, bringing a city slicker into the the farm and like seeing how it works. And it's like, you know, of course, in the movie, it works, but I mean, we did pitch an amazing reality show, and I don't yeah. think that's and I don't I don't have any regrets about that. That is not a mistake. I'm proud of what we said about that yeah. because I do think it would make an amazing show. And, and our cup have, date person did not address that either. She did didn't not, address that at all, which is shocking and only addressed sort of our more practical advice, which, again, was wrong. But at the end of the day, I think you would get all types of people watching that farmer show. <laughs> <laughs> So think about that. Think about pitching your life as a show. And if not, these seem very practical. And I think honestly apply to so many people seeking like people within their own community or people with some like joining like 
clubs and associations and like all that shit. Like I always forget that that stuff exists, <laughs> that you can like be a part of things. <laughs> and at, at the end of the day, if you can't find a farmer, as always, consider taking a pottery class. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, glad this person knows something about that world. And as always, and as always, it's your fault for calling us. Okay. It is true. I mean, like, we're not, we're not that. We say it in the preamble up top every time. This is bad advice, baby. Okay. Okay. We got another, we got a cup date. Um, this is, this is a, an interesting cup date. Um, it's not really a cup date, it's but it's something we- It's more concern. Concern, <laughs> yeah. And it's not, it's not, a, it's not an advice either. So we, we sort of put it in cup dates, but um, I'll read it so we okay. can address it. Um, <laughs> hi, Joel and Mitra, Mitra and Joel. I always want to write into the podcast to ask you guys for advice on various issues in my life, but I'm always worried that whenever you guys take a break after each caller, that you are gossiping about them. And I'm very worried about you guys gossiping about me because your opinions matter so much to me. How do I get over this stupid fear? Much love. Um, Troubling. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I can just assure you completely that like, as soon as we're done, we forget all about you. Yeah, um, we, we're more concerned of, with like getting through the podcast so we can discuss which, what, whatever like vague secret we alluded to yeah. at the top. <laughs> like, like at every, in the beginning, there's always something where we go, oh, I'll have to talk about this after. And like, Well, like, actually, I'm, and like for real, there's something big happening today to me and I do need to talk to you about it. Okay, let's get going. <laughs> but I promise, really, the only thing we ever talk about is if we're like, I really do want to see pictures of that person's dog. Yeah, no, really. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We we are, this is the thing, like, we do not hold back when we talk, like, any shit talking or, or anything that we do, we're, we do it on the pod. We're putting like, it in the pod. <laughs> we're putting it in the pod. Like, we talk about, like, we do, there's no filter. No, we're like, only- anything we think we, we, about you during the call, we say. The only thing that gets cut is like the 45 minutes of us coming up with names. And then occasionally, like, I'll spend 19 minutes talking about the plot of a movie I haven't seen. And some of that has to go. (laughs) (laughs) They can't all be Brothers Grimm all the time. (laughs) But yeah, no, we're not. (laughs) But I do understand why you would think that. Yeah. It, I, of course, but we're talking I mean, we can, about the people we know yeah. <laughs> in real life. I mean, half the time we can barely remember who the cup dates are about. Like, we can, like, <laughs> so, so, so don't worry. Yeah, not something you need to worry about. Please, 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 please write in with your problems. Please. Okay. If you want us, look, if you want us to talk shit, we certainly can. Yeah. <laughs> if that's your kink, let if us know in the kink, postscript. Let us know. <laughs> and we will assure you after we've done it that it has been done. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's just, you know, that was a troubling thing to receive. So we had to address it. But now that we've addressed it, we can get back to business for once. Which is? Taking a break. <laughs> oh, great, 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 great. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> okay. We're back and we're back <laughs> <laughs> and guess what for the person who thought we were talking shit i just want to tell you that on the break all we did take one deep breath and then we came right back <laughs> yeah, yeah movie magic baby it's movie magic yeah. okay so i think you'll see in the first sentence there is a sort of exciting proposition and i feel like i was the last person to really do accent work on the pod and i'm just uh-huh. i wanted to see if you wanted to do the accent work on the pod or how you were feeling because and for the listeners yes there might be accent work coming up but maybe not who knows joel um okay <laughs> okay yes <laughs> okay i'll do it okay thank you. um <laughs> 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 oh my god <laughs> I didn't know this would be the thing to like make Joel really fall apart at the seams. 
Hi, Mitra and Joel. Joel and Mitra. I'm a oh. bisexual Asian chef from the UK. British accents welcome. Oh. Pronouns they, them. And I keep finding myself in situations where I want to casual hook up, but then it turns into a sort of relationship before oh. I know it. My. I think I give off. I'm a relationship person energy because I don't want one-up thing as I feel like sex is better when we get to know each other's bodies and likes, etc. And I like to get to know the people I'm seeing too, but they always seem to get more attached than me. I don't want to be a douchebag, though, as always, as a way to keep it casual. There are people I can see myself hooking up with, but not being in a relationship with. And I want to do this more, but I am scared of getting, of upsetting the other person. How do I keep things casual, but regular and nice? Is this possible? Basically, I'm confused and would appreciate your wisdom. Thank you. And I'm a big fan of both of you. Oh. Listening to the pod always brings fun day. <laughs> that was like um <laughs> like Nanny McPhee. Or I like it was a doubtfire. I think it was a doubtfire too. <laughs> well that is the that is my point of reference. Oh my god. But it really was sort of a tour around <laughs> all the different accents we could possibly hear. <laughs> yeah, I really landed. I really landed on something nice, though. You I know think. those videos where they're like fifteen different accents <laughs> in one minute. <laughs> That's what just happened to us. <laughs> then the last minute was solidly Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was beautiful. Um, Okay. Um, didn't hear a word. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> okay, what are we going to name this person? Um, so they want to keep it casual. They want to keep it casual. But people really um, want to be with them. Yeah. So they're a magnet. Um, oh, yeah. Um, they, them... Positive themergy. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, positive themergy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Don't feel good. Yeah. But... Or actually, like, I feel like it's more like sexual themergy. Yeah. Great. Because <laughs> that's what they want sex. They want sexual. They want yeah. sexual. <laughs> they want sexual. They want sexual. Yeah. <laughs> they want sexual. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, I mean, this is just a matter of communication, right? Like, I yes. think you have to set it up, like, right away before you hook up. I agree. I mean, I, I think, like, I'm curious what, I, I, I think, like, to me, it sounds like this person is not doing that because it's, like, giving off I'm a relationship person energy. The easiest way to not do that is to immediately convey that you don't want a relationship. So, yeah. but I think, like, you know, checking in with people. It's like if you if you do feel like I I do think it's like you don't want to be saying like every single day like I don't want this to be anything because that's not attractive either. Like w like after a while, it's like yeah, I fucking get it. You don't want to date me, but I do think like periodically checking in with people to just make sure you're still on the same page. But also like there are two people involved in this, so if you're being clear and that person is not changing their tune either, then just enjoy yourself. Like they're they might. You might be you might be projecting that they want a relationship. Maybe they also have I'm a relationship person energy too. So I think all you can do is say how you feel and check in with them if you feel like the way they feel has changed. And and honestly, like this has happened to me before, like where I have crossed a line and made people like feel like I was pushing things into a relationship zone. And like that person like sometimes they uh, I've been with people where I've done that and they sort of let it go until it reaches the point where like I'm hurt mm -hmm. or I've been with people that have like immediately sort of been like, hey, I just want to like, you know, check in and let you know that like this like made me feel like you were you want this. You want X like this thing you did made me feel like you want X like you want a relationship and I just want to check in and make sure that we're still on the same page. And that is a that is a tough conversation to have. Mm -hmm. It takes a it takes a really self possessed honest person to have that conversation, but like it is an important one to have. And I yes. think like just frequent check ins with communication 
and like making sure that like you're not you're you're speaking the same language too because like that's the other thing like I've been with people who are like I don't want a relationship but then will like constantly do things that make it like say things that make it seem like they want a relationship right and that like you know and it's like but to them those things like aren't like I would I I hooked up with a guy once who sent a picture of me to his parents and he was like, I don't want a relationship. And I was like, but you sent a picture of me to your parents. And it's yeah. like, he was like, but that's not, he's like to him, that's not a big deal because apparently I guess he just shows his parents every guy he hooks up with. But <laughs> to me, that's a big deal. So like, I think it's important to sort of like figure out like, you know, what, that you're speaking the same language. Like to. what feels like a relationship to each person? Because like, yeah, yeah. like they're like, there are people who probably could like see somebody every single day, but still feel like it's casual. But the other person, you know, doesn't see people that they like aren't dating that often. Like, I feel like that's yeah. a common thing is like, we're hanging out every day. Doesn't it feel like we're already in a relationship? And for somebody who doesn't want it, it might not. But it's it's very easy to understand why the person who feels like that's relationship behavior would feel like that. So like, if you're engaging in any of those blurry line behaviors, um, it, it it's good it's good to keep an eye on that because I, I I do think there are things that like I've certainly done things like in in those situations where like where like I I know that I don't want a relationship with someone but it is just really nice to like sometimes act like you're in a relationship and like yeah. that can leave both people feeling really hurt and I've had that done to me I've done that to people and it's it and the only the only times it's really gone poorly were when we weren't talking about it like and it's at the end of the day, you can't control how someone else feels. You can't control someone else's behavior. So you could communicate all of this stuff to them and they could still be hurt. So all you can do is like do like all you all you can do is communicate how you feel and try your best to not make someone else feel like shit. But dating and hooking up is frequently messy. So yeah. just do your best. Just do your best. <laughs> communicate. And I'll say. You don't have to. You don't have to send their picture to your parents. <laughs> you're paying you for dinner. You're paying for if dinner. If you do, you're paying for dinner. If you send a picture to your parents, your parents you're paying, you're for, paying dinner. for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true, a though. fun new conceit. That's actually a really fun new conceit. Is that like what constitutes when you're paying for dinner? Every time <laughs> we thought. It's part of the restaurant. It's who yeah. pay, it's who picks up the check. <coughs> if you send a picture to your parents, you pay it for dinner. You pay it for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> but if okay. you don't send a picture to your parents, you split the bill. <laughs> split the bill. Going Dutch. You're going Dutch. You're going Dutch. <laughs> Thank God. We really needed a new rule for the restaurant. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <sighs> okay, great. Oh, we have a call now, so here what we go. What a relief to have a new rule. <laughs> Hey, Joel and Mitra, Mitra and Joel. Um, so I am seeing my cousin, well, my second cousin's, their parents, that's what I'm talking about. Anyway, I don't know how we're really related. Um, I'm seeing them for the first time uh, since forever, since COVID, um, this weekend. And during COVID, I went on that, like, open secrets website, whatever, found out they donated a sizable chunk of money, like the max donation to Jeb Bush in 2016. <laughs> Which is just like funny. Um, I mean, bad for you get it. It's funny. Um, so basically, like, um, how do I mock them for like donating to Jeb Bush? Um, they are like a generation above me, and like so it's kind of disrespectful, but also like kind of in sort of a sly way, but like not really. Like they already think I'm crazy for being like progressive. So um, yeah, basically that's my question. Um, I'm a gay man, 22. I don't think it's really relevant. Um, so, yeah. Um, also, they are, like, super rich. So, I don't know. I guess that's not even relevant. Well, they go to Jeb Bush. That's why. Anyways. Um, so, love the pod. Love you both. Um, none of you guys said on my face because I think I might be asexual. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> bye. <laughs> Really, really peppered in a, a full picture of this yeah. person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kept being, I'm not. This isn't relevant. This isn't relevant. But <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we got Jeb Bush. We've got like a please clap. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is sort of the I, I've centered my advice around that. But um, 
open secrets, donations. Um, um, expose them. Um, campaign finance. Um, camp gay finance. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Camp Gay Finance. Woo! <laughs> Woo-hoo! Okay. Okay, I so mean, it could I... be Camp Gay Fagnance, but I don't think you want no, to. No, I... <laughs> you can call him whatever you want, babe. Okay. <laughs> um, I think you print off the open secret page and plaster it all over the house. <laughs> yeah. Or, think... yeah, work in that, that amount of money to conversation constantly just being like god i wish i had whatever amount of money that they owed or like i had i saw this thing in in pottery barn but it's this x amount of money just like keep bringing it up and just like i think you could be yeah i think you could do like sort of a sideways like your mid-conversation you're like you know what i'm thinking about today <laughs> jeb bush <laughs> yeah whatever happened to that guy whatever happened to that guy what a loser right god yeah. No one ever um, thought that he would win, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think also just like constantly saying, please clap. Um, <laughs> like you get up from the table, please clap. <laughs> what was his campaign slogan? Do you remember? Jeb, exclamation point. Oh my God. It's not even something you'd work in conversation because it's just Jeb. Oh my Jeb, God. Yeah. He was so stupid. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Just really terrible. Just really, really terrible. Jeb! (laughs) 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 Amazing. So inspiring. (laughs) I think another thing, you could put the open secret thing on um, a cake. Or you could, like, um, put the amount they donated as numbers on a cake. I feel like they, but if they're that rich, they might, that number might not even resonate for them. Yeah. It's the thing that I'm worried about. (laughs) Yeah. I do think talking openly about what a loser Jeb Bush is, is like fun. Cause I he is. And I, and at this point, like there's enough time has passed and like, they must think that now at this point too. I mean, he did lose. <laughs> yeah. There's, he, he is a loser by definition. He lost. So <laughs> you're allowed to say that. No one can fault you for that. Yeah. Say that. Say okay? that. <laughs> Who's having that conversation about Jeb Bush? I think it'll be fun. I mean, it's a it's a really and I think you should tell everyone like you should just really openly be talk, like you should just be showing everyone you should send it to like the family group chat if you have. Yeah, one. Mm-hmm. like uh, uh, in advance of us hanging out. I just want everyone to know this. Please be prepared to discuss <laughs> or 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 you can make pretend like you don't know and just bring up being like. Did you know there's this website where you can see how how much you donated to like how like you know donations are yes. public record? Isn't it crazy? Oh. We should do that. We should do, do that, that as a family. Right now. Every single person at the table right now. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, I love doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you know the outcome. Oh my God, it's so fun. Yeah. Damn. That's fun. I think that's the move. No matter what, I don't think you tiptoe around it. I think you just go for it. I think you could also make a t shirt. <laughs> I think. At yeah, any these point, are like Second cousins? Who the fuck cares? Burn the bridge. Burn the bridge. They don't like you anyway, you said. So why not? Why not have some fun? (laughs) Yeah, be the crazy progressive that they think you are. Yeah. If they think you're crazy, be crazy. (laughs) Devour the sickness. Devour their sickness. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Well, I feel good. Do you feel good? I feel feel great. I feel great about that. (laughs) I, I would love to know if anyone in my life donated to Jeb. That would well, it is the funniest one. It is, yeah. <laughs> out of any of them, it is the funniest one. Because like I've looked up a bunch of people <clears throat> in my life. I've never seen a Jeb donor in my life, like of, of anyone that I know personally. It is just an amazing waste. <laughs> Whereas every other campaign donation to a national race is not a race. It's not, not a race at all. It matters. Oh, it all matters. My $30 to Bernie made such a difference. <laughs> it worked. He's president. <laughs> I'm smart. <laughs> Uh, it's good to believe in something. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we have an email. <laughs> or do you want anything else for Jeb? No, nothing. Nothing. I have nothing for Jeb. 
I have nothing for Jeb. Okay, email. Hey, girlies. I'm a newly 21-year-old girl living... Okay. (laughs) Legal. I'm a newly 21-year-old girl living in Manhattan, and I'm obviously so excited to be going out and drinking, etc. all summer. However, a close friend of mine who I'm so proud of has recently realized her unhealthy relationship to alcohol and other substances and has decided to join AA and go sober. I'm very supportive of her, and I know that this is such a difficult journey for her. However, we had a little trio going on with my other friend, and we would always go out to parties, etc. together. We're also all lesbians and I would rather go to gay bars and clubs and I don't have many other gay friends I can go to things like that with. I just feel like if I go out with my other friend, it's like we're leaving her out and I know she's too early on her sobriety journey to be in bars at all. I've been spending time with her going to coffee shops, getting lunch and doing other sober hangs, but I do miss having her around when I go out. I hope this wasn't too rambly and jumbled, but I'm curious to hear any advice you have for someone with a newly sober friend in general. Love you both and please sit on my face. Okay. Excellent. I mean, what's so beautiful is that the people who write the most perfect emails are always the ones worried that they've gone too long. And the people who write 18 pair, like this email, perfection. So much information, so short. With the imposter syndrome of these people. You wrote a beautiful um, email. You wrote a beautiful email. And know that. Know that. Know that. that. We want you to know that. Know that. (laughs) Know that. (laughs) Um, Okay. Okay. So, lesbians. Party girls. Drinking. Party girls. Um, mm. Party girls. Tuned, um, who is that? Sia? Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> <So> chandelier. <laughs> chandelier. Um, um, Maddie Ziegler. Oh, Chelsea? Chandel queer. Yes, Chandelier. classic. <laughs> There's oh, going to be Chelsea. no usable names in this episode. <laughs> yeah, nope. Not, not a single one. I was literally just thinking that myself. I would love to see Chandel Queer spelled out, though, in the title. <laughs> <laughs> July will figure out a way. Um, July always does. July okay. always finds a way <laughs> to overcome what we have laid out. Here's the thing, Garly. Um, this I, You're already doing so much right. Like, I think, like, uh, you know, going out with her, doing sober stuff, like, making that time for her is fine. Um, I, I do think that, like, she has to understand that like you're also going to have other times without her. And I don't think that like if she's in a healthy place, like she's not going to resent you for it as long as you're doing these other things. But here's the happy middle ground that I think like you're missing out on is that the joy of being a lesbian and take it from me. is (laughs) 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 I know. <laughs> is though, and I know this. I know this for a fucking fact. I always forget that you are a lesbian. <laughs> the joy of being a lesbian, especially in Manhattan, especially in New York, in Brooklyn, <laughs> is that there are so many activities for gay women, queer women, that do not center around um, drinking and partying and bars. Um, less so for gay men, I will say. All, most of our activities are centered around partying of some sort. Um, but I know that there are a ton of activities that you can go to. And maybe that's not your, necessarily your scene, but like, I do think that there are like social gatherings of lesbians that are not predicated on getting drunk or fucked up. And I think like, ser- seek out those events and activities mm-hmm. that you can do with all th- your trio again. Yeah. So that's so, so just to break up the monotony, because I know that like getting coffee and getting lunch and stuff like that, like daytime activities is not always like what you want. Um, right. And I think it'll be time. great for you and it will be great for her to be able to do things as a trio and like do like have that feel, have that sense of normalcy of hanging out with the people that she likes. So, yeah, I, but I think like, yeah, you're already thinking about her so much. And I think also like, you know, wait for her to verbalize some of this stuff like you can't you're not responsible for her sobriety. Like your job as a, as a friend is to be supportive and respect her needs. But if she's not like directly conveying to you that she's feeling left out i mean maybe right now it's just a relief to not have to go to that stuff and she's fine to just like do whatever other things she's doing when you guys are out but i think planning like a fun dinner together i mean go to like dinner at a movie as a trio go see some dumb movie you don't have to you don't have to drink at dinner you don't have to drink at the movie and that's still a fun night go hang out at one of your guys places or something like that also like you know if and when she decides to go out to bars again like 
you can also go out on like on a night on the town with her without drinking too. And like, that's a fun way. Like that's a good way to support your friend. But ultimately all you can do again, this theme of this episode is communication, but just let her know that like you're there for her and you want to have fun with her, whatever form that takes for her. She's navigating this big life change, but don't feel bad for also going out and having fun. No, you can't, you can't because this is her journey. And also like she might get there. Listen, we have, I know Mitra and I both have a number of sober friends um, and they are out and about and at the parties um, frequently. Like, and, and, and a lot of people figure out ways to exist in those spaces healthily. um, And she might, she may or may not, who knows, but Mm -hmm. I I, I would, I would not count her out um, of the trio just yet. Yeah, you definitely don't have to. And I and I think like I do understand though. Like it it is a big change in New York especially. Like so much of yeah. what I did there centered drinking. Like I and it yeah. and like that has totally changed. Like really since I moved to LA, like because you're hanging out at people's homes so much more, I feel like. But New York it's like that was just like we meet at a bar it's just so obvious we meet at a bar and then when I'm at a bar what am I going to do I'm going to drink so that is a big shift and like that is a hard thing for her I'm sure but people have done it and people continue to do it and it'll be hard but you'll you'll figure it out but I, I do think like trying to figure out with her fun things to do at night that don't completely center drinking will be a really fun thing yeah yeah go to go to or a fucking you- concert Oh yeah, go to a concert. Go to a Sia concert. Go to a Sia concert. Go to a Sia concert. Sia is best enjoyed completely sober. (laughs) 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 Pre-game with music and then go to a Sia concert. Is that what the movie's called? (laughs) Not an evil, evil movie. Oh, I thought you were being a bitch. I thought you were like, okay, so... Pre-game with music, they like listen to some music before you go to the Sia concert. Really? You won't be any music at the Sia concert? <laughs> oh my god! I wish I was that funny. <laughs> um, yeah, I go to Sia and then you know check out some actual. Uh, here's some actual music. No, I just met the the horrible movie. <laughs> yeah, it is called Music, right? Yeah, it is called Music. Okay, great. I have not seen, but I have seen enough. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to. I don't need to. I'm good. I don't need to give that numbers. I'm I'm already doing enough for uh, Entourage, so I don't need yeah. to watch. And, and quite frankly, we're doing a lot for Sia on this podcast in general. I mean, we really talk about the song Chandelier a lot. Yeah, we really do. <laughs> we're, we're, we're single-handedly keep, like, see, like carrying Sia on our fucking backs on this podcast. <laughs> we are huge in the chandelier industry. <laughs> the, sh- the chandelier community. What are Sia fans called, do you think? Um, Siaites. <laughs> C- <laughs> Disgusting. Okay. <laughs> or she is. <laughs> she is. <laughs> JK, JK. <laughs> a little yeah, cultural for you. <laughs> I'm a Shia. Um, Wait, hold on. I want to see. What are Sia fans Wow, called? the typing sound effect is so good. Like, your typing really sounded like hacking into the mainframe mode. <laughs> it was true, <laughs> like... <laughs> oh, they're called lovers. Ew. Ew. No. Ew. 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 They, they should be... Uh, hey, my little lighting fixtures. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, lamps. <laughs> lamps. They should be called lamps. And then Sia's big thing could be, I love lamps. <laughs> <laughs> I should be Sia's manager. <laughs> you know what? You know what's really funny is I, I know Sia's manager. Wow. The world He's a gay man in LA. Yeah. <laughs> well, you should, you, sure you should have a word with him. I'm pretty sure he blocked me on, inst- on Twitter, actually. <laughs> Wow, it's crazy that happened before this episode comes out. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, <laughs> I hope we helped this person. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it was like five minutes of advice and 20 minutes on Sia. <laughs> Which I think is good. Well, they're yeah. going to a Sia concert. We gave them practical advice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Should we take one more right. break? We, we have to. We have we to. Because I have to. to blow my nose and refill my water and then I'll come back. Okay. And then I promise I'll come back. Okay. Don't let me down. Okay. All right, girlies, we're back. Yes, girlies. Yes. <laughs> Chelsea, hit us with a girlie. <laughs> hit us with our next girlie. <laughs> we're having fun saying girlie on the break. That's the big news from that break. <laughs> I feel like I have to offer transparency on the breaks in this episode to really satisfy our, yeah. our, our concerned emailer. So in this break, we all got water, and then we all just went, hi, girlie. <laughs> <laughs> we <laughs> talked so much shit about everybody. <laughs> Oh, and of course, yeah, 45 minutes talking shit. <laughs> yeah. But now we're back and we've got a call. Now we're back and we've got a call. Hi, Joel and Mitra. Mitra and Joel. do love you both equally. Um, I am, just for demographics, I'm a bisexual guy. I'm 20. I'm in college. And I have a relationship uh, question. So I've been dating my girlfriend for maybe like eight, nine months now. And it's going very well. We love each other very much. But here's the issue. So I don't know if you've ever talked to a friend and they start mentioning their boyfriend. And maybe you ask a couple questions about, like, what the boyfriend does, what his hobbies are, and then just, just nothing comes back. So so I'm that boyfriend. Um, sort of just, like, lonely, don't really have many hobbies. Like, I have a support system, but just not... Um, you know, just like not in the college town where I'm at right now with my girlfriend. So the question I have is what boundaries should I be setting and uh, what boundaries should I be setting so that way I don't end up, you know, causing tension in the relationship and demanding too much of her time? Because obviously she has friends and she goes out, she does stuff with them, Um you know, hangs out, and then I don't really have that at this moment. Like, I got some roommates, but they're all gone, that sort of thing. So, yeah, so that's my question. What boundaries should I set? How should I set them? And do you also have any extra advice on how to not be the kind of lonely, boring boyfriend? Then I will gladly take that. Please sit on my face, the both of you. Um, I've talked with my girlfriend, and she's okay with it. So, thank you. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Sweetie. Um, lonely boy. Um, bisexual lonely boy. What was that? Calvin like, and Hobbes. What was that, like, YouTube account? Wasn't that, like, wasn't there, like, lonely girl? What was the number? Do you remember? Do you remember that no. YouTube thing? I do not. I do okay, not. I'm never sorry. Mind, never mind. This That's is our, this is, this is our generational <laughs> gap. This was like, oh, yes. That was like early, early YouTube. Um, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Um, you got to check it out. You're going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Um, um, tag along. Um, boundaries. Um, boundaries. Fence. Um of course, uh, yes, fences. Um, Daniel Denzel Washington. <laughs> Denzel Washington, Viola Davis, Biola Davis. Great, perfect, sold. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's that actually real really. That that's actually real really. Walk. We literally just did an improv game. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Boundaries, boundaries. Oh, boundaries, fences, fences. Denzel Washington, Denzel Washington, Viola Davis, Biola. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> wow. Ew. Oh my God. That sucked. <laughs> what a nightmare. Oh what a nightmare. <laughs> okay. Um, so I think for me, um, the real thing that I felt was like, that you feel like you are imposing on your girlfriend. And I wonder if like your girlfriend has ever said that or like done anything yeah. to make you feel that way. Or yeah. if you're just feeling like you're in, like if, I, I'm wondering where that's coming from. Like if, and you know, it's, it's impossible to know just from a voicemail, but it, it just sounds to me like you're kind of 
feeling insecure about yourself and projecting a lot onto this situation. I mean, and and who knows, but it sounds like you're really comparing yourself to your girlfriend who like does seem to have like a very full social life and like maybe is a bit more of an extrovert than you or more social than you, which is fine. But you said yourself, like you have a community. They just don't happen to be at school with you. So it's like, to me, I, I think you have to, take at face value the fact that like your girlfriend is with you and like continues to choose to be with you. Like she's, she's not doing it out of pity. She's doing it because she wants to be with you. Yeah. Um, exactly. And then the other thing I would say too, is, um, I think you need to go a little easier on yourself. You're 20. You're not done cooking yet, babe. You're not done cooking yet. Um, I think that like you are still developing like the things that will become your lifelong interests right now um Mm -hmm. and i bet you i like i just can't imagine that you don't have things like what do you do all day like really take stock of what you do all day because the the interests are there even if you're watching television all day like that is an interest interest. yeah take it from two people who watch way too much television (laughs) right if you're if you're looking at like i don't know if you're looking at like comics or shit all day whatever it is that's your interest if you're reading all day that's your interest your interest and like it doesn't I I think it's just feeling like your girlfriend feels like she has to invite you places or something like that like that to me like because because I like and I think I've my friend Madeline just said this like very simple phrase to me but it has helped me so much when I feel like people are like inviting me out of pity or whatever the fuck and she just says like people do what they want to do so your girlfriend is with you because she wants to be with you your girlfriend invites you because she wants to invite you like I just think like as as a girl with a boyfriend I'm inviting him to things I want him to come to. Like, I'm not inviting him to, like, girls' night. Like, I'm going to watch, like, Real Housewives of Potomac tonight. Wit's not coming. That's for the girls. Like, Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm inviting him to stuff that, like, I think he will enjoy and that with people that will enjoy him. And I think that you have to trust that your girlfriend is inviting you to things that she wants you to be a part of and let yourself enjoy those things. And then... You know, you can ask her if, like if if it is something that like very clearly reads as like an all girl hang or something like that. And like you can say, like, are you sure you don't want it to just be the girls? That to me is enough boundary slash communication to just be like the doors open for for you to say, actually, you know what? Yeah, I do want to just hang out with the girlies <clears throat> tonight or whatever. And the thing is, is like this boundaries thing. This boundaries conversation can so easily turn into something that will be annoying for your girlfriend. Like, are you sure you want me there? Are you sure you, where do you want me? Where yeah. do you want me? Are you sure you like, you don't want to be that guy yeah, who's I, asking that question too much. It's so like, it, it does just get annoying where it's like, yeah, I invited you. So I want you there like that. It's that simple. Like she loves you and she wants to be around you. So that's a great thing. Like you don't have to turn the great thing into a bad thing just because you're and and that's like obviously easier said than done but it's like your insecurity and her love from you for you are like two separate things so like just try to interpret the loving things as loving things as best as you can like it's like she if she didn't want you around she could break up with you and she's not so that's great and if you want to go out like you wanting to go out and find your own friends in your own community like obviously is spurred on by her, but that's something you should want to do even outside of your own relationship. If that's something you're actually seeking, join um, the farmer's committee at your college. (laughs) Um, Join the dairy association at your college, whatever the fuck those things were up earlier. (laughs) Take a pottery class. (laughs) But also like not everybody has to go out all the time and have a million friends. Like some people really just like being at home and that's fine. And like your girlfriend can be somebody who's more social and wants to go out and you can go out and do that stuff with her. And then like FaceTime your friends that go to other schools and that's fine. Like you don't have to have the same level of social life. Like I'm definitely like out and about more than wit is. And like that doesn't hurt the relationship at all. It makes it better because we're both doing the shit we want to do. He wants to stay home and like play Batman. <laughs> and I want to go yell in a crowded yard with my friends. <laughs> and let's be clear. Let's be clear here. He's not playing a video game. He's <laughs> playing Batman. That actually could be true. 
<laughs> is at home pretending to be Batman. God, yeah. We, we don't we don't want ring ring cameras in the house for sure. <laughs> but yeah, the you don't have to be exactly the same. You don't have to like all the same shit. You just have to talk to your girlfriend. And if she if she loves you, she loves you, man. <laughs> yeah, you just gotta accept it. And also, like, ask her what she says. When someone says, like, what does your boyfriend do? What are his interests? She answers the question. Maybe she knows more about you than you know about you. Yeah. I mean, sometimes Maybe it's she like hard things. to see from within. But it, you know, and it also like, yeah, I mean, it could be just, you know, if you're feeling insecure too, you can just ask her, like, what do you like about me? <laughs> like, <laughs> and get get that validation from your partner. Like, if because you, you know, like if you feel like, oh God, this is like a bad thing about me that I don't want to like go out all the time, or I don't have this like amazing social calendar. Like, what does she love about you? And think about those things that like you love about yourself too. Like, I bet, like I don't know, like clearly from your voicemail, like you're an incredibly empathetic person who really cares about how your girlfriend feels and that she's getting what she wants and all that stuff. So that there's like great qualities there that don't have anything to do with the things that you're freaking out about. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, she's not into you because of your interest. She's interest. She's into you because of who you are. Yeah. 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 Yes. She yeah. can get her rock and roll stuff from her friends. You don't have to fulfill every single need. That's like a, a exactly. huge thing about like growing up and like learning how to be in a relationship is realizing you don't have to be everything to your partner or anyone for that matter. But I think, yeah, you don't have to check every single box. Yeah. Congrats. You have to check Bye. like almost all of them. <laughs> okay. We have one more phone call, Joel. Oh my God. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Hey, Joel and Mitra, Mitra and Joel, um, bisexual woman in her thirties here. Um, most of my friends are, uh, lesbian couples and this is important because during the quarantine, it was mandatory for every lesbian couple to get a puppy. Um, and uh, now everyone I know has a dog. And that's great. Dogs are cute and all. But every gathering um, is like, oh, can I bring my dog? Or, oh, is this a dog-friendly restaurant? <laughs> or, oh, do you want to go on a walk with my dog? And um, I don't know how to sound like a monster or not sound like a monster, excuse me, um, by saying, like, no, can we just have, like, a cocktail without dogs or, like, not plan <laughs> our, like, vacation or restaurants around, like, where your dog can sit? Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I, I don't want to be the worst um, and alienate myself from the queer woman community, but... Um, you know, dogs are fine. I, I just don't want to hang out with your dog uh, that much. So anyway, let me know um, if I'm being a jerk or how I can politely decline these things um, while maybe still getting to hang out with my friends. Who knows? All right. Thanks. Sit on my face. Bye. <laughs> I <laughs> love this. <laughs> yeah, I really do too. Um, Bye, Tovin. <laughs> Cruella Dubai. <laughs> Bye, Bye. Bye, Dubai. Um, okay, here's what I think you need to do is you need to um if you're single, you need to start dating someone and you need to convince them to tell everyone that they have a severe dog allergy. Yep. And invite them to everything. Yep. And they can't get mad at you for bringing your partner around. Mhm. And they can't blame your partner for having a severe allergy. So there you go. Bye. <laughs> you can hire someone, of course, to pretend to be your partner, too, if you, like, you know, can't find someone in such short notice. <laughs> yeah. And, and, like, you know, and then keep keep dating. And then you, uh, maybe, maybe put on your dating app, like, seeking people with dog allergies only. <laughs> well, you know what's actually – I actually think this is a better – this is a better version of that is that start dating somebody and, and give them the story that they have childhood trauma with a dog. <laughs> um, right, because some, they can't like, prove paint, that. <laughs> yeah, paint, paint, like, a scar on their face. Oh, yeah. And it's, like – 
I was bit by a dog, and I'm I'm terrified of dogs now. And, and this that way, is of course going to require like a lot of like SFX training and all that kind yeah, yeah, of yeah, stuff. Yeah. Which so you take have that to class in. first. <laughs> take find, that class a, first. find a group on. Find a group on, um, and get in that class um, and learn how to do that. Um, but yeah, childhood dog trauma. Um, that's a big one. Um, oh, you could know, also fake a dog bite. Like maybe you fake a really bad dog bite. Um, like as you're walking down the street or something like that, and mm-hmm, you tell you tell mm-hmm, all your friends mm-hmm. in the group chat, I just got bit by a dog that was really fucked up. That was so scary. And then that they like that the next time one of them brings their dog around, you really put on a show of like, ah, ah. <laughs> and then <laughs> they feel bad for bringing the dog around because of course it activates your trauma and they love you. Mm-hmm. So that's smart. I mean, I think this is a very similar struggle that a lot of people find when they're friends start having kids quite honestly mm-hmm. um and, and i think it's it's not exactly like a one to one comparison but i do think it's similar and i do think that like you just have to start taking control of like of like you have your events where like you just go in there and say hey guys we're meeting at this restaurant this time mm-hmm. and if they say is can i bring the dogs you can say oh sorry like the no it's not a, it's not a dog friendly place yeah you know and like it's your thing, so you plan it, mm-hmm. and and just like you know, that's it. That's the story, you know. Or if you're inviting people over to your place, have a friend there, and again, just lie and say like I have a <laughs> I have a friend coming who is really uncomfortable around dogs. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think like because I do think it's something that will be hard to just like straight out <laughs> say like since everybody has a dog like. Y- you'll be the villain. So you can't just say that you don't want to be around the dogs. I think you do have to lie or create or really manufacture circumstances where dogs cannot be present. Yeah. I mean, you can also, I I, I do think that there is, there is a world where you say like, Hey guys, can we, can we do some things without the dogs? Yeah, you can. I, I, I just think like, it's it's so hard with uh, I like I think with because with dogs like dogs can come to bars like dog like there's just things that like with kids at least it's like if you say like we're gonna hang out at this certain time or whatever like yeah. people probably aren't gonna bring their kids but like yeah. people do just bring their dogs out yeah. <laughs> like that's that's a hard thing to to stop <laughs> especially when there are like options that you know easy options probably yeah it's actually easier like you don't have to get a fucking babysitter for your dog if you're leaving for the night like yeah yes you might have to go home earlier to walk the dog but you don't need you know it's it's easier than having a kid it should be easier but i do think you have to choose you have to choose either right out front saying can we do things without the dogs or you choose the path where you fake a dog injury? Because if you fake the dog injury after you're like, can we please have no dogs? They'll know. Yeah. They'll yeah. know your motive. <laughs> yeah. It'll be so, really hard to convince them. Figure out your path. Both are, you, both are valid. <laughs> you could, you could sort of, um, you, you could sort of get one of their dogs to bite you. Yes. Yeah. You could, if you, you get, could, that could if be you, huge. Yeah. If you can sort of finagle a way to get the dog to bite you seemingly at random. Yeah. Um, then bye-bye dogs, you know? Pick pick the most, like, horrible dog and just not even, like, I, I think you just have to be right place, right time. Like, <laughs> yeah. Put a little piece of turkey in your pocket. Yeah. Like, figure it. Yeah, there's ways. There's, there's ways. ways. You Google could get bit it. by a dog. I know you yeah. could. So... There you go. It would it would it might require some personal injury on your part, but I do think it'll be worth it. Yeah, it's 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 like a short term. It's an investment for a long term game. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> and then, of course, if their dog bites you, they're paying for dinner. They're paying for dinner. If your dog, <laughs> if you get bit by their dog. They're paying for dinner. dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Just with this podcast needed another thing. Another thing. Finally. (laughs) (laughs) Someone someone in like one, one of the emails or voicemails referred to the restaurant as Heather's, which I kind of liked. (laughs) I was thinking like Heather's place. (laughs) 
Well, it just depends. Heather's Place, Heather's Cafe. (laughs) (laughs) It's perfect. (laughs) It can be anything. It's Heather's. Yeah, it's Heather's. (laughs) It can be anything. It's Heather's, of course. (laughs) Well, Joel. We did it. Another successful shift at Heather's. (laughs) Another week in the can. (laughs) Well, the Urgent Care Restaurant, Heather's. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> urgent that, care, that, the urgent that, care restaurant that, Heather's where you're paying for dinner. <laughs> that that text exchange that I sent you of my friend who listens to the podcast who's like, so are the are the chefs the callers or the the listeners? And I was like, well, both. Of course, and, both. Don't be silly. Both. It's both. <laughs> and are you the restaurant owners? I don't. <laughs> it's it'll never be clear to anybody, and that's yeah. that's a big part of it. The only one who knows is Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think Chelsea has the answers, but she she can never tell. Yeah. <laughs> well, Joel, another amazing week of the podcast. <laughs> That's my new thing. Is this, I say every episode is perfect at the end. <laughs> okay, you guys, rate and review us five stars on iTunes or else call 323-334-0371 or email urgentcarepod at gmail.com to participate in all the, the antics. <laughs> yes. And thank you. Thank you, Chelsea. Thank you, Heather. Thank you, Ryan, RIP. Thank you, Colin Anderson. Thank you, July. Thank you, everybody at Your Wolf. And especially thank you to my radiant co-host, Mitra Jahari. And my stunning, stunning co-host. Flexing. Wow. Yes! <laughs> yes, go <Cody. laughs> <laughs> Joel Joking booster. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, goodbye. Bye.